0: Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace Show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan.
1: We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you.
0: We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics.
1: Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my friend Sean Bowles. Sean, what are we doing on the show today? Oh, Bob,
0: we have someone named Jenna Lee who is actually has her own podcast, which is awesome. She teaches everyday people how to walk with God, hearing his voice every day. Wow. But she also teaches people how to podcast, especially Christians who know they're supposed to be a voice and don't know how to take the steps. And I know she uh, knows this as well that the average person who starts a podcast doesn't make it past seven episodes. You and I have done now, I think over 150, if not 200 episodes. So we know what it's like when you even hit those slumps of like, oh, we have to record again today. And you have to put the actual meaning of why you're recording, which is our audience and what we're doing for God in front of us to be motivators. But a lot of people lose motivation because they just need some coaching and some help. So she does it as well. But she's going to share from the perspective of being somebody who's lives in the South with four boys, knowing she's called to be a voice and not sure how God could make a voice in that life and then God gave her podcasting. And I think there's a lot of people who are watching or listening right now, you also know that God's giving you a calling and you don't have a direct path to it, but if you listen and hear from God, like Jenny Lee did, I think you're gonna find a result that you couldn't have dreamed for or imagined. Ephesians 3.20 is beyond your wildest imagination. So up next is Jenny Lee speaking to us today on Exploring the Marketplace. One of the passions I have is to help people to understand how to walk with God in your prophetic gifts. And one of the prophetic gifts is word of knowledge. Now, everybody has access to this profound gift that helps you to understand what God's doing in your life now, but also in your past. And God can bring a word of knowledge gift or a word of knowledge to you that helps to move your life forward in such a profound way, it brings healing, brings strategy, brings wisdom. And we want the wisdom of God right now. Well, my book, God's Secrets, was all about that. And it was released five years ago and we have a five-year anniversary edition that comes with a workbook and also a masterclass. So you could bring this incredible gift into your life. Now, remember, Paul said to go after love like your life depends on it and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. That's exactly what this book is about. It's gonna help you to have the prophetic and action in your life and it will move you and your world forward.
1: Welcome back. We're here with Jenny Lee. We're so excited to have you on the show.
2: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I've followed your show and Sean's ministry for years. And so this is just a blessing to be here.
0: I'm so glad Well, you you do something that's very parallel on your podcast where you teach people how to hear the voice in everyday life like in real ways. And then you also do a lot more than that, which is really fun. You have like a multifaceted life. But I want to go back into your calling because you know, Growing up the way you did as a mystery kid, probably with some more conservative values towards women, um, yeah. you felt to be a voice. You felt to be a mouthpiece for God. And there wasn't like a lot of space for that. And I know there's probably a lot of people, whether they're young or whether they're women or whether they're maybe a, a certain ethnic group or whatever, who feel like marginalized. Yeah. Especially the current church, the general church today. Mm-hmm. And I love your story because it really appeals to a lot of people who may have felt like. There's no way unless God makes a way. And yet you're one of the people who says God does make a way. There's there's always a way, but you got to do it with God. So kind yeah. of take this on your journey as far as how you started.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I am um, uh, you mentioned I grew up as a missionary kid and so it was so somewhere in high school on a mission trip that uh the Lord just revealed, "Hey, I have called you to preach. I've called you to teach." I mean, I used to preach to my dolls when I was like 4 years old. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't read yet and I just I would pretend I was reading and it was John 3:16 because that's the only one oh. I had memorized and my dolls got saved every time. It was great. <laughs> and uh and so when I got into high school, I am um, I was so thankful that I was surrounded by leaders that saw and recognized the gifts in me and nurtured them and cultivated them and created opportunity for me. And so I had opportunities to fly to Chicago to the largest youth group in the nation at the time and, and train small group leaders. I was a small group wow. leader. And uh, and I spoke at the National Day of Prayer at the Diamondback Stadium on behalf of my generation for my city. Wow. And awesome. uh, yeah, I just all these big events speaking in a huge stadium of 85,000 teenagers. and And the Lord did so good. Uh, creating these winds and really fueling that vision. You're going to teach the word, you know, and and as I got older and got into more charismatic circles and prophetic circles, I received a lot of prophetic words about you, you're going to preach with fire and preach the word of God and all these things. And then um, I got married and I moved to the South And I was like, I'm about to step into my promised land. I, I married a pastor. We're going to pastor together. It's going to be, I'm the next Lisa Bevere. You know, I just had this vision (laughs) and, uh, and sure enough, I had four boys, so I was tracking, um, but, but, uh, sure enough, the opportunities to preach just kind of dried up and I had, I had been exposed to so much support and nurturing that. As a child and as a teen. And then as an adult, I didn't realize that the doors don't just fly open for you. And um, even though we technically were pastors, I encountered a lot of, uh, and I don't want to put too much emphasis on this because I don't want it to sound like a sob story, but it was a dynamic. It was a ceiling that I ran into of just kind of gender uh, preferences in the church. And, um, you know, I would look up and, and, 95, 98% of the people that would preach were men. And Mm -hmm. in my heart, I was like, where are the women? Who am I going to follow? Where, where am I going to be mentored? Who's going to teach me to do what's inside of me? And, and thankfully I wasn't in a denomination that said women can't preach, but it was, it was still customary that the men did all the preaching. And so I spent years, um, honestly, crying and and feeling invisible and confused because I'd get all these prophetic words, and then my life was wiping butts and uh, changing diapers, and I was I was so preoccupied taking care of kids and just wondering when the opportunities would arise that I began to feel like the dream and the the dream of my promised land began to fade, and mm-hmm. my soul slowly began to kind of die, as as I began to believe a lie that men or culture, and I don't mean male men, I just mean humans, um, that culture or people could stand in the way of me fulfilling the call of God on my life. And as I wrestled through that, and I, and I, when I took on that lie, it didn't last long. It was about two months, probably. I feel like my soul died on the inside. Mm-hmm. Some not permanently, but for a moment, because I, I was made to preach the word of God. I was built to bring a message to people. Mm-hmm. And there was a turning point when suddenly um, in the in the height of my discouragement, the Lord kind of, I think, just probably quickened me. And I realized generally at the end of your life, you're going to stand before the Lord. And you're going to give an account for the gifts he gave you, like the parable of the talents. He's going to come to you and say, did you bury your gifts or did you multiply your gifts? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to have anyone to blame. I'm not going to have any excuses to offer. I'm going to either be able to offer something to the Lord or I'm not. And that's when I realized this is my responsibility i cannot wait around and i realized how arrogant it was actually to think that doors would just fly open for me that's a little arrogant actually and uh but that's just what had been my experience and so yeah. i realized i have a responsibility to steward my gifts end of story and so whether i was a woman in the church that felt limited or my husband's culture in india it's not exactly th- Pro female promotion, you know, and so that culture, oh. he didn't even have a model of how to pull me in totally. And so there was just a lot of walls that I kept hitting. And so I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to steward my gifts. End of story. I'm going to start a podcast because it felt a lot less intimidating than going on YouTube. I didn't want to have to put makeup on every time. <laughs> so, so I started my podcast and, um, and, and that brought me to another hurdle, which was, I didn't, there was nobody to teach me how to do it. Like yeah. I, I didn't know, I, I'm kind of an OG podcaster, right? I five, six years ago and it was still very pretty new. And uh, so I just had to get scrappy. I didn't have a budget to like hire anybody. So I just had to get scrappy, find the tools. Why are to
0: you raising four kids? That's a lot. Yeah. Cause I just, yeah. I, I don't mean to stop you cause I want to hear this no, point but I do think like everybody was starting a podcast five years ago and everyone started podcasts three years ago. And I would see, people would ask me all the time, like, how do you do this? And they would give up after six episodes. So there's not many podcasters who are faithful and do it weekly or do it regularly or bi-weekly or daily. Most people give up after the first few months because it's a hard ground. Mm -hmm. Same with ministry. Most people give up. A lot of women give up and a lot of people in marginalized groups give up because what you're describing is there is somewhat of a, victimization sometimes and there can be a victim mentality because of it because there's not a lot of room in certain genres Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important that we call that out and say there's not but if you're called to it there's always a pathway so God will always lead you and I love that you're saying that because you don't have to be a victim of of it even if it's very real even if it's like Mm -hmm. there's no black people in my church and I'm black or there's no you know Hispanic people in our church or there's Mm -hmm. no white people or whatever it is you know like if it's a racial thing or if it's a there's no one young who's doing this. There's no one my age who was older who's doing this. Yeah. There's all the excuses that always happen. And I love the fact that something inside of you after you died for two months came alive faster. But I, I have a feeling there's a lot of people listening who let it die and it's been dead for years. Yes. So I'm glad we're talking yes. about this because probably people are going to go, wait a minute, I'm getting checkmarked by the Holy Spirit right here. Yeah. where I let something die and I still have the excuse of, but there's no room for it mm-hmm. there's no it's just gonna no one's opened the door for me and I love what you're saying so get back into the podcast story of like and then I scrapped through it because yeah. no one's successful on day one it's not easy
2: no it's not and I'm I'm thankful that I read the stat that the average podcaster doesn't make it past seven episodes because That's then true. I was kind of like Challenge accepted., <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so that was my mission. make it past seven. And for the first year, I only produced twelve episodes. I did once a month. I was like figuring out what I was doing. and then we took a year' sabbatical, actually. So that was another wall that I hit. We actually ended up taking a, bas- a sabbatical and uh, and I just put it down for a year. So it's kind of like a gesture of faith, like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna trust that this is not gonna be totally gone when I come back. and um and sure enough, you know, I was able to pick things back up. And when I did, I felt like the Lord said, do weekly episodes. And, uh, and that 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 is what people were going to need. And it just became important to me, both in the ministry sphere, and in the podcasting sphere now, that I couldn't find mentors in either, I couldn't find prophetic leader preaching fiery women that I had access to, to learn from, I couldn't wow. find podcasters that that had a mission in their heart that were You know, in my sphere where I could pull from. And so I just became determined I'm going to be the solution for the problem that I had that someone else may have. And so I I made it a point and I still make it a point to disciple the women around me, whether they're college students or young mothers or whatever. And that's part of also where the podcast came from. We had been college pastors and many of the women were still reaching out years later as they were moving on to have babies and they had all these questions. And so I was like, this is a way I can still have a voice in their life. So it was faithfulness for me on multiple levels to be faithful to continue to disciple, but then to be faithful to steward my gifts. And then when people started asking me, like you've experienced, how do you start a podcast? Can you help me start a podcast? Um, I, I helped about maybe six or seven people start theirs. And then I realized, wow, this is It was really time consuming. (laughs) And, uh, and so I decided I'm going to do a group, a group thing and see if I can just make this thing work. And, um, my first round, I had a dozen students and it was gangbusters successful. I put the whole thing together in three weeks, branded it, did the program, found all the students and launched it in three weeks. The grace of the Lord was just on it. And, um, and then after they graduated, they all were like, we don't want to stop working with you. How can we keep working with you? So then I created yeah. a podcast network called Imagine Media Podcast Network so that my students who graduate have a community to to move into, um, to continue growing and continue learning. And we've become like a family. They're my cheerleaders as much as I'm their cheerleaders. And uh, it's just, it's 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 been such a blessing. And my prayer now is that I can help potentially other pastor's wives who have felt a little invisible, a little bit like they don't know where they fit. There's this gray zone that we fall into that a lot of people don't understand. And um, I just want to help people bring their voice into the world. We live in a time where there's never been more opportunity to do that. And so I just want to do my part to help people steward their message and their voice.
1: Jenny Lee, it's interesting. I want to go back to something you said that Mm -hmm. for two months you were having a victim mentality, Sean and I see this happen for years, sometimes decades. Mm. Can you tell our listeners and, and our viewers, how did you get yourself out of that? What did the Lord speak to you? How did you figure out that um, you were going to make your own way with the Lord?
2: You know, some might call it stubbornness. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like to call it resilience. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But For me personally, just the way I'm built, I don't like to feel like my story is at the hands of somebody else. I want to always be the most powerful person in my life. Mm -hmm. And my story is my responsibility. And so... I've lived my life since I was young with standing before the Lord in view, like ever since even eight years old, Mm -hmm. I would ask myself, how can I make sure that when I stand before the Lord, he says I was faithful, like that's driven me my whole life. And so I think when I when I hit that place of discouragement, I think just my the calling inside of me wouldn't let me quit, you know, the calling inside of me, the destiny inside of me just knew no. this is not how it ends. And so I just, I feel like it was just the grace of the Lord to to move past that.
0: It's like that hope against hope in some ways. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I think of too, uh, you know, you've, you've created this world now, this ecosystem of podcasters and helping people find their voice. One of the things I've been really on for a while now is I, I feel like we're gonna have the most voices raised up in one generation or ever has been. Now we see how that can happen because of social media and because right. of podcasting and the new ways that kind of circumvent the traditional financial hurdles that there was in radio broadcasting or TV broadcasting. I'm on TV, but if I had to produce my own stuff, it wasn't TV and producing it. I mean, it'd be millions of dollars, you know, our CBN news show to have it on this show on CBN news or cost us tens of thousands of dollars a month. That Mm. would be like, we'd have to spend all of our time trying to raise to make this show happen. But our podcast is relatively cheap. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, relatively there's expenses of editing and everything else, but mm-hmm. it's relatively cheap. So it's really amazing because a lot of podcasters have told me like, I just, I gave up after 10 episodes. I'm like, how many people were listening? Well, I'd have like 45 people or 60 people listening. I'm like, if you had 45 people come over to your house weekly and you had their ear, and they were listening to you as one of the voices in their life, you would be thrilled. Your home group Mm -hmm. would be the most successful home group in your church. You have 45 people listening to you every week, and you're not being faithful to them because you don't see them in your heart. I mean, Bob and I have tens of thousands of people listening to us every week, you know, on this podcast, Mm -hmm. but we would do it for the 45 because there's something about, you know, Mm -hmm. if if we had really engaged people who were like, we're growing through a journey. And of course, we all want the multiplication. We want the numbers. Mm -hmm. We want, you know, we want more people, but more is not the solution. More is the the, the ones we're called to are the solution. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think that really helps Christians too, to define. And I think you're doing that really well, helping people to define, like, you don't, you're not in this for a successful business model podcast that brings in so many sponsors, although we all want that. And that that should be, that can be goals, but it can't be our primary goal as a Christian. So how do you, how do you help people when they first tell you, like, I'm sorry, podcast, or how does your mastermind work?
2: Sure. So, well, and I love the point that you just pointed out because I do teach my students. It's one of the first things I teach them in class number one. I say, listen if you are not driven by your why you're yes. going to quit the process at some yes. point, because it doesn't matter what you do. You could be an engineer. You could be a mom, of toddlers, so you could be a podcaster, an actor. It doesn't matter. At some point your journey gets hard because yeah. no journey is just fairy dust the whole time. There's moments of that. And that's what makes it, the work makes it rich when we have those successes. So I tell them you have to be driven by your why. And I mean, there was times I had six listeners, you know, and I was like, yeah. what am I doing with my t- time and uh and the lord just kept reminding me be faithful with the few and i will multiply bring your loaves and fishes and i will feed the multitudes and so that's Mm -hmm. what i just kept doing so the way my mastermind works is um People come in. In fact, I have a round beginning in January. So I don't know when this episode goes up, but uh, but there's a round. Good in-
0: so good. I'm glad.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Be a great Christmas present. If anyone wants to start podcast, <laughs> ask your family for a gift. Uh, so they'll come in and it's just a 10 week track where we meet once a week on Zoom in the group coaching. And then they also meet one-on-one with me. They have multiple calls that they can schedule when they need them uh, to get one-on-one coaching with me, which I realize I undercharge for that element being present in my coaching program, but I had to pay so, so, so much to finally get one-on-one business coaching that I'm like, that's essential to me. That's an essential part of it to help them get past their barriers. There's a lot of mental blocks and personal discovery that happens in this process. And so I really want to be fully present for people in that. So it's a 10 week class, we cover everything from equipment that's needed to how to brand your show, um, how to get it up, how to grow it, how to monetize it, all these different things, how to build your community. And I have actually had previous podcasters joined my mastermind. I have one right now who they just came in to rebrand because their previous show had no traction. And so they're coming in to rebrand and start over and they're having a totally different experience. And um, I mean, one of my last classes one of my students she launched after in three or four months, she had already charted in three countries, the US wow. included, which is hard. Wow. It's hard to chart in the US. That's yeah, very hard. Yeah. And so I've just been so proud of them. It's but it's an incredible process and um and they love it. They've been my biggest supporters.
1: You seem like you're so engaged and you have so much energy for it. What is your why?
2: My why is to stand before the Lord faithful and to give him as much as I can at the end of my life. I feel like we have a mandate to multiply, not just to give back, but to multiply. So I feel like every skill, every tool that the Lord puts in my hands, I have a responsibility to multiply it into someone's life somehow. Mm -hmm. And so as these people come in, like I have one girl I'm coaching right now. She came in a Mormon and she's now a spirit filled believer. (laughs) And and so I'm finding that even my students, I'm able to minister to my students and another guy, we're working through a lot of mental barriers he's hitting that have held his life up. And so it's kind of doing a real inner work for him. So for me, it's it's the ministry side of it. I don't come. I don't have students to be their pastor. But if they have needs that I can meet and they're willing for me to meet them, I meet them there. And it's just, that's
0: why I like Christian coaching, Bob. Because almost every yeah. Christian coach that we know, like they they end up dealing with identity at some point. They end up right. dealing with foundations at some point. They end up going, "Wait, well, how, how's your marriage? Yeah, <laughs> the regular business coach doesn't say, "How's your marriage? They're yeah. like, "Come on, just get successful. You know, I, and I'm not. I don't want to. Dock anybody but it's like there's just something about what you're saying that's so mm. real mm. and i think that that's we need people like if, if i had had someone to coach me because i was on my own as well mm. if i had someone coach me five years ago in podcasting i think i would have been a lot more happy and i would have been a lot more intentional but yeah. it took a while and we've had to revamp we've had to re because you have to use proactive energy or you end up reacting to everything that happens mm. like we ended up switching podcast networks we ended up switching a lot of stuff as we were going and and it was It was really painful. So I love that you're doing this with people. Now, talk about your podcast is completely different than what we're talking about. As far as training podcasters, you're teaching people on hearing the voice of God in everyday ways. So like, talk about why was that the subject you picked? Like, What what birthed that out of you?
2: Sure. Um, So... Like I said earlier, it, my podcast was also an extension of wanting to continue to pour into the lives of my college students. Wow. Um, and honestly, I didn't get clear on hearing God's voice for everyday life until season four, I want to say three or four. And, uh, and part of that was because I don't think I gave myself permission to really take action on what was in me. But, um, I realized I asked myself a question and I said, generally at the end of your life, when you look back what one thing will you have had to accomplish to have been successful at fulfilling the call of God on your life? And I realized I have to teach people how to hear God's voice. That's just, it comes out in all my conversations. I realized it was very present on my podcast anyways. And, um, and I remember when we had college students and this is what kind of got that as a passion point on my radar. I had in over a 24 hour period, three different people had asked me how do you hear God's voice or how do you know you're hearing God's voice? And so I, I answered them, my typical responses that I've been, you know, I've gone through the training and whatever. And so by the time the third person asked me, I kind of like paused and I was like, Lord, am I, should I be answering differently? And so I went in the other room to change a diaper and I was talking to the Holy Spirit and I was like, Lord, what should I be saying instead? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, generally, my people first need to know that I will speak to them. And that surprised me growing up with a kind of a prophetic nature. It's always been an expectation of mine that God would speak. But I didn't realize so many people don't expect it because they think maybe that's just for the pastors. Maybe that's for the super spiritual people. Who am I that God would care? And so it became it just lit me up that like these are God's children. You need to know God can speak to you, and He cares about every little aspect of your life. And you can pull His partnership into your life, and your life becomes a huge adventure when that happens. Yeah. And so that is really what what funneled the direction of my podcast.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful! Well, I, it, time just flew by. How do we get a hold? How do our listeners and viewers get a hold of your podcast and yeah. and your mastermind and everything you're doing?
2: Absolutely. I have made it very simple for your listeners. I created a very uh, lean little landing page just for them with some gifts because I've loved your ministry and your ministry has blessed me so much over the years. So I created multiple gifts for your listeners. Um, And one of them is that they actually can have free access to the first class of my mastermind totally for free. And in that one, I cover all the apps, the equipment, the software that they need to start a podcast. And because I learned how to do it for free for the most part, most of the stuff I recommend is free. So it makes it very accessible. And so they can get that. And then if they decide they want to sign up for the mastermind, they can have a $200 discount using the code Sean. And so if they sign up with me from listening to you, they get $200 off. And, uh, and there's also a third one, which is where they can schedule just a free consultation call with me. If they're like, I don't know where I'm at in my podcast journey. Let's just get Jen's expertise and so they can have a 30 minute free call with me as well just to bless them they can find those at java and then my podcast is java with jen podcast at any listening platform that they should listen to
0: oh i'm so excited i'm so glad you're giving away so many uh, resources <laughs> too because i think people again this is one of the top things we get even from a lot of ministry friends a lot of business friends who are saying i'm going to go to the next level i don't i can't start a whole thing but i could do a podcast yeah and then realize they're starting a the whole thing by doing a podcast. Yeah, we, won't right. tell yes. but, but we won't tell them how much time commitment it actually takes. But I love that people are wanting to go this direction and that it's still the successful because it won't always be. We don't want to miss our window. This is yeah. five years from now. This is going to change again. So we wanna we wanna be in the window where it's still a really strong way that people are, are yeah. consuming. Uh, media and entertainment, and also just talk life shows it's especially true. in the Christian world. So I think it's so important. Thank you so much for being on today, Julie. It's been so valuable. And send our love your husband, Stephen, <laughs> and will. just your family, your four boys. That's awesome.
2: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blessing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob.
0: I'm Sean Bowles. And I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to com and clicking on the Academy button.
1: Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Wow, she was just so amazing how... She's just sold out to what the Lord's calling her life is, and she's not gonna let anything get in her way.
0: Yeah, and I think it's cool to hear from somebody who started on their own, just as out of a result of obedience to God. I'm looking at just her bio, and she's in the globally ranked top 1% podcast program. She's listened to it in 87 countries. Bob, you wow. know how hard that is for even for us as we've grown. I mean, we we've grown one of the most successful podcasts, but it's really like been by the grace of God, just literally God putting us in there. So we know how hard it is to do this. She's hosted 65 guests from all walks of life, and she's been on lots of media outlets giving her message. So I think we're we're listening to somebody who has had a measure of success, but it only came because of obedience and raw Mm -hmm. grit. And I think that's huge. When she said, I was waiting for someone to kick doors open. I don't know if that was arrogance at this point, but I just realized I had to not bury my talent. I had to go for it.
1: Yeah, I, I think for a, a lot of us, you know, grit, determination, um, character to keep moving forward in God's call is, is really hard. And she talked about it. She didn't use these terms, but we all go through the valley of the shadow of death where we think, like, what are we doing? Has yeah. God called us here? It, did I miss it? And we just have to, you know, continue to soldier on foot one foot in front of the other Um, until we hit our breakthrough, Sean. And you wrote a beautiful book on breakthrough, so you know what this is about.
0: Well, and and it's not just breakthrough when you're starting too. I think there's a lot of people who hit a successful point and maybe even have it for 10 or 15 years, and it's no longer motivating or satisfying them anymore because a lot of times they lose sight of the goal or they lose sight of Jesus in it. And so I think when you have that driven by destiny, driven by purpose nature Mm -hmm. that Jenny Lee kind of emulated to us, And I think you and I have that as well. It's like you wouldn't have been doing a podcast when I asked you to do this. You would have said no first. But you knew, like you told me, like God told me to say yes to my friends about things that he's going to bring me to things I wouldn't have chosen for myself. And you knew to say yes. And I knew you were supposed to do this with me. And I just think like hundreds of episodes later, like here's where we're at, where we're in the top 0.01% globally of podcasts. And I'm like, I was reading you rankings today just uh, we haven't done it in a while and like we're in china in the religion and spirituality section of the english speaking china we're in their top 50 to 80 podcasts every week that's wow. wild i mean and we are in the top christian in america too that's one of the hardest the hardest um places to be in and charting that means our listeners you know on pray.com, our listeners here on charisma podcast network our listeners on cbn news that are listening to exploring the marketplace they're they're seeing something and they're hearing something they're not hearing anywhere else but you and i could have easily given up even after success and said well we did enough we did 100 episodes let's let's quit that's good but there's something inside of us that we're like no there's a conversation and a narrative that god's bringing through this and we saw our audience and we saw who we're talking to and now i mean now we've done so many more episodes i mean i just ran into somebody in orlando when i was in orlando he's like i was exploring the marketplace Every week, you have no idea. And you didn't do an episode this one week. And I was so bummed. And I was laughing, going, (laughs) we didn't. We missed an episode like about two months ago. We missed a week because of our internal process. And we didn't think anyone would even like notice on that level. And they're like, I was so bummed, but thank you for going. I I thought maybe you're going to stop. I'm like, no, we're full steam ahead. And then I just ran into somebody when I was in um, uh, Texas. I was in Dallas, Texas for the weekend with TBN. And I had no three people. I was staying at Great, Great Wolf Lodge, Bob. I didn't tell you this. Three different people told me, I listened to Exploring the Marketplace. Like this is like an essential podcast of my life. And two of the three said, You're not stopping anytime soon, are you? And I'm like, No, we have no plans to stop. They're girls, Thank God, I need to hear more of these stories. Well, so you know, the, it,
1: the funny thing the funny thing, Sean, is, you know, you asked me and I said no. Because like this was out of my wheelhouse, but you didn't say no to me. You said no behind the scenes. And to
0: me, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> the
1: the thing is, is what we have to learn is when God calls us to something, we, we have a responsibility to him and to our destinies to, to really think about it and, and say yes. And Jenny Lee did do that. Yeah, And, and I loved, cause I was trying to get the behind the scenes from her, like, why didn't you become a victim? Because so many people that you and I talk to fall into that and it's hard mm-hmm. to get out. And, and the call of God on her life was immutable. And she, she knew it. And yeah. uh, I think we can learn from her story that God has a call on our lives and we need to follow that call wherever we're at. Whether we're starting, whether we're in the middle and we're discouraged, or whether we're at the end and we're looking at like, have I done enough? No, Um, we haven't. We need to keep going. We need to
0: keep going. I love that. I love that so much. Well, don't be a victim. And I'm glad you could hear stories like this because it helps to pop you out of maybe some of the narrative that's in your own head of saying like, I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know. Well, we're giving you stories every week that shows you that God will use the least of these. He'll use the weakest ones like us to do something that we, the world's not worthy of it's Jesus inside of us that does something that we couldn't have done without them. And I know many of you are on that journey as well, whether you're in the height of success in it or whether you're in the startup. We want to do life with you. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Go to our website at bullsministries.com and find our other materials, podcast books. We have Wired to Hear Book. If you want to know how to hear God's voice That's and right. in the marketplace, you need to read this book. It's so amazing. Bob and I wrote it together and we have a masterclass alongside of it. So I'm gonna encourage you if you need further coaching and you want Bob in your life, he did an incredible job of teaching in this masterclass alongside me. And so get the masterclass, get the book today. It's going to lead you on a journey that you'll never want to get away from because it's so good. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear.
1: We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit bowlsministries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.